Hi everyone, I'm Nerd Bomber. And I'm Tactic, and we're two of the hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our podcast started as a way for three best friends to keep in touch and discuss their nerdy hobbies like movies, gaming, tech, and more. Since then, we've grown into a great community. Every Wednesday, we chat about the latest nerdy news before getting hands-on with our weekly nerdy adventures. And don't forget our high-stakes trivia game. Come join the fun at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com and every major podcast platform. And now, back to Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Smashly Pantsler. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, or joints, or pipes, or whatever you may have you, smoke it if you've got it. And welcome to our first November episode, and... We're kind of going to go ahead with a new tradition here every season. Uh, a few seasons back, we did the first Rocky movie. If, if you're interested, I, I believe it's like season, what, two or season three? Yeah. Season one. It's all the way in season one. Yeah. Rocky one was the very first season episode one. of Collateral Cinema that I was on. That was a numbered episode. So we had done the room commentary, and then we did... The trauma movie, uh, Hectic Knife, <laughs> that was our indie movie review. And then this was the first numbered episode I was on, Rocky 1. Yeah, see, Rocky 2, uh, we had it planned for season 2. I think it's just got pushed back a few seasons, right? Because we always kept it on the list. It just got pushed back, you know? Yeah, yeah. For, for the most part. I mean, we've always been intending to come back to this movie at some point, or this franchise, I should say. And we did watch the first uh, Rocky movie. We rewatched re it, I, sh I should say. And, man, what a great and hype movie, you know? I mean, Oh, yeah, the underdog story. Yeah, it's a total underdog story. And, and a love story. Oh, man, it's, it's like one of the better love stories that I've actually seen in a long time, to tell yeah. the truth. And, and I've heard that, you know, this the, the focus on that... And, and, and really, you know, what the first and second films represent changes as the series kind of moves forward. Uh, and I've heard, I mean, I've, I've only watched the first two, but I've heard that as the series moves on, it kind of forgets some of those aspects. So uh, I'm glad that Rocky II, in, in many ways, stays true to the, the tone of the original. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Stallone was the one that uh, wrote this, and he also went in and directed this particular movie. He directed, yeah, because John G. Vildsen did the first one. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that and then, uh, Stallone would go on to direct, what, all the way up until Rocky Balboa, right? 
Yeah, actually he did. And I think that he was also a writer and producer for most of the franchise and also a producer on uh, Creed as well. Right, Robert? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Robert, this is your choice right here. I mean, you've long had a love for the Rocky franchise. Uh, what do you, What's your initial take on this movie? Um, You know, it's not a bad movie. Character is good. I mean, I think the audience can just grow along with the character, really. Yeah, for the most part, I mean... Robert, be honest, you modeled part of your personality on Sylvester Stallone in oh, these movies. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's in there, I see it, it's, I see the pep in the step, the A-O. It's mostly Henry Winkler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Henry Winkler, are you sure it's not, uh, who, who is it? It's uh, the Fonz, bro. It's the Fonz? The Fonz. Are you sure it's not John Stamos? That too. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, in this movie, it's a really interesting continuation of the story. Like, I mean, we pretty much uh, we pretty much start off from the ending of the first movie. We get a little bit of a flashback and everything. We we see the ending with Apollo Creed about you know they're like you know there ain't gonna be no rematches. Like that's fine, you know, and all that. But it. It actually kind of shows what the aftermath of a prize fight like that actually is, you know, like, I mean, not only is there a lot of physical conditioning and medical conditioning that happens beforehand, but it's also about what happens after the fight. And I mean, both Apollo and Rocky, they are just absolutely just pulverized at the end of the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um you know, I like how this movie actually picks up right after that. Yeah, definitely. It actually recaps the events of the final battle. Exactly. You know, the triumphs, that that awesome ending with the music. And which is later going to come back towards the end of the film. But I love how they just shoot, you know, just the ending. And they put that there for you. You get to kind of live that triumph again. And then they're able to come away from that and bring him back into the underdog. Definitely. And, and, and the way that they do that, is first they show him uh, kind of reveling in his success initially, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, he didn't actually beat Apollo, but, I mean, or he didn't actually win against Apollo, but he definitely beat Apollo, you know? And, and, and Apollo is incensed by this. I mean, he's getting, like, hate mail left and right over, his, his, like, saying that this fight was fixed and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, we see what happens when Rocky has a little bit of money, right, Robert? Oh, he spent it on jewelry, cars, furs, uh, a dog, right? A dog? Yeah, he even got a dog. Although I, I think that Adrian got that for him. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably pulled some strings at the pet shop. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was back in Rocky 1. Yeah, it was back in Rocky 1, but in Rocky 2, yeah, it was in Rocky 1. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Robert, God damn it. We're watching both of them back to back. Yeah, that's right. We are watching both of them. We have one on our screen donated by our dear departed friend, David. Part two takes off from part one, same night. Yeah, it does pretty so, much. A little confusing. Yeah. It, it picks up. Yeah, it starts at the same night and then just kind of takes the story from there. And I like how it does that. I like how, you know, we, we get to jump to them telling each other I love you at the end of the movie to them having a wedding, not shortly thereafter. And you just kind of really actually feel the love between 
uh, Rocky and uh, and Adrian. Oh, let me tell you, Rocky and Adrian, they are absolutely adorable. No, seriously, like, I miss that kind of love. It made me kind of sad, actually, because yeah. it's, it's so genuinely uh, written. Honestly, I fell in love with this couple, man. I mean, even going all the way back to the first movie, just, you know, how reserved and shy Adrian was, but how... Rocky, he just basically bullshitted his way into her heart pretty much, right? <laughs> like, totally. He just talked his way into, into Adrian's heart, more or less. Basically, you know, he's just talking about fighting and shit. And I, I love that, like, socially awkward angle to him. He's very socially awkward, right, Robert? I mean, you know a thing or two about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, think, I think we all do now. A little I mean, bit. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. During the pandemic. Yeah, 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 the pandemic really kind of brought out uh, some real awkwardness just all around, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, look, look, we're watching the first movie and the second movie side by side, and we're seeing him getting married in Rocky 2, and Rocky 1, he's just here interacting with her. They hadn't even gone on the date Yeah, yet. yeah, it's that first uh, awesome scene in the pet shop where they uh, interact with each other. And, I mean, yeah, Adrian is absolutely adorable there. I mean, she's just shy and awkward, you know? I mean, she doesn't know how to really, you know, talk to the people. So. No. But she definitely opens up a lot more in Rocky, too. She's I mean, really broken out of her shell. In fact, they, I think they kind of reference it. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, she's just kind of, I mean, Rocky just kind of brings out the best in her yeah. in every way. Yeah, they, they they really do have a genuine uh, chemistry, and uh, yeah, it, it honestly kind of made me tear up a little bit, man. Oh Just yeah, just seeing like it's all for her, man. I mean, and it was a little bit disappointing that the at the end of the movie she's not there. Yeah, you know, it does kind of take away the impact from it uh, of the triumph. But he still manages at the end, you know, to to, to tell her on the television, you know, kind of paralleling what he did back in Rocky one and, you know, just, just saying that he did it for her. Absolutely. I mean, in, in the end, he also did it cause he had no choice. He had to make some money real quick. I mean, he, he, he spent all the, the money. I mean, how much was it? It was like $37,000 that he initially got away with uh, after taxes and everything. Well, and but, see, the thing is though, is he would have gotten paid either way. And yeah, that's why like, he wasn't even taking the training seriously throughout, you know, most of the movie is that, he was going to get paid either way. He didn't really need to win. But when she told him that she, that uh, she wanted him to win and she asked him to, you know, that's when he suddenly got serious about it. And that's also after she had her, uh, her first child and everything. So, yeah. and, and he got to hold his child, Rocky Jr. You know? Yeah. <laughs> of course he would be Rocky Jr. Right. <laughs> Who's, uh, I believe, actually played by his infant son at the time. Uh huh. He would later be played by his other son. Yeah, right. Ben, uh, one of the later Rocky films. And then he would be played by Milo Ventimiglia in uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, he's from Heroes, actually. So I, I can kind of see, you know, the Stallone. Yeah, yeah, the, the Stallone-ness. The, Stallone-ness. the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. The, the Gilmore Girls, Stallone-ness. The, the Italian stallion, Italian-ness, right, Robert? That New Yorkness. You know, I actually did come across a copy of the softcore porn movie that Stallone did back in the day. Should've, oh, shit. should have grabbed it, dude. I did come across a copy of it. I should have grabbed, grabbed it. should have grabbed it. Nice. I, I don't believe it's at the CD exchange that I initially found it at, but... Not anymore. No. 
It, it was a good like eighty bucks though, man. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was a good little chunk yeah. of change just to see uh, Stallone naked. <laughs> yeah, you can probably find it somewhere, right? Somebody's got it online. Probably, yeah. if you really imagine. want to look for it. But I mean, you get to see the ass. You got to show ass to sell movie. Show ass to sell movie, Greg. <laughs> Absolutely, it is necessary to show ass to sell this movie. But, I mean, it's not like Stallone had to show ass to sell any of these movies here. I mean, these are very, very straightforward movies and not really full of a whole lot of adult content. It's They're actually very wholesome movies. He's got his heart in it, you know? Yeah, and this one is even more wholesome. I mean, just like like we're watching that final, that, that little honeymoon that they have at their uh, place and everything. It's like, it's very sweet. It's not like, you know like crass or anything it's just very loving you know it's it's a very demisexual kind of thing sure straight up if, if, if that makes you happy though yeah that's right it makes me absolutely happy <laughs> but yeah Dude. no I, I i agree i think this movie's more wholesome i mean honestly rocky's kind of pushy in the first movie to, and i actually thought that she you know the first time i watched it she seemed uncomfortable to me but then it turned out i guess she really was into him but he, he's a lot sweeter in this movie. It seems like he's maybe matured as a character, and she's brought out the best in him as well. Well, he's also come to a little bit of an understanding of how she is a little better than before, you know? And he's, like, especially for the time. I mean, we're talking about the 70s. Oh, the Trans Am. And yeah. he's actually, honestly, very respectful of her. It seems almost kind of progressive. A little bit, yeah, for for, especially for its time. Okay, Robert, what is this car that he picks up right here? It's a, it's a, a, a Trans Am, right? Yeah, it's like an 81, 82, 81, 82 Trans Am model. Oh, yeah, we got to talk yeah. about the car. That's right. Yeah. Of course, we got to talk about the car. It's pretty much the uh, Smokey and the Bandit car, right? Yes, yeah, I think it's the one from part two, but it's definitely a Burt Reynolds car. Totally, yeah. And, and what, what does that entail? Like, I mean, what, what are the specs on a car like that? Uh, it's like a 400 block with a turbo transmission, I think. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah. Is, that, is that like standard factory or is that like souped up after? after yeah, market? that's that's factory. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what would it be running like souped up? Ooh, they probably top out at 110, really. God damn. 120. But so, so you think that's probably what Smokey and the Bandit were, what, what the Bandit was doing? Yeah, the Bandit was going 110 all, all day. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet car, but he ends up having to sell it to Polly, right? Yeah, they probably couldn't afford the payments, but, you know. Too bad, right? It's a sweet-ass car, yeah. shit. Sweet-ass car, and also a pretty, for his uh, income palatial uh, apartment that they get here as well. Nice. Like, has an upstairs uh, level and everything, right? Moving on yeah. up, like the Benjamins. Yeah, he, he moved on up. I moving mean, on up. It, well, you know, and then I, get, I think that pays off, you know, because he moves up and he and he get, buys all this shit, you know, and then suddenly loses his source of income. I mean, ultimately, he still had an acting gig on the table, but he discarded that. Well, and, it was because he just wasn't very capable of it. I mean, they they, they overestimated his appeal and and also his abilities. Yeah, because it just wasn't in his wheelhouse. And he, he said he was willing to try and, you know, maybe given enough time, he would have gotten over it because, I mean, you see him in the bed later and he's reading perfectly. Yeah, he is. I mean, it, it's obviously a little bit of stage fright on his 
behalf, which is interesting. I mean, he can go in front of thousands of people and, you know, beat some ass, but, you know. But the dude is just so fucking rude to him and treats him like an asshole. So, you know, he's just like, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why be treated like that? Like, I I don't know. Even a $300,000, you know, deal probably wouldn't be worth that. I don't think. And and then Apollo's marketing comes after him and says some questionable things about him, you know, and starts... You know, just just this whole propaganda campaign calling him a coward and shit. And it's like, man. Yeah. But I mean, it, it it's dirty. It's dirty fighting, man. That That's just fighting, man. You got to be world, I guess. You yeah. got to be dirty. I mean, look, look at Floyd Merriweather recently, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that, that guy went fucking all in on fucking talking some shit. Well, and Apollo won, but it was a split decision. So, yeah, you know, it was a contested win. And that's what he's mad about because he feels like, you know, he, you know, Rocky kind of had a, a, a Thanos Stormbreaker mo- uh, moment, you know, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where Thor comes at and, and just surprises the shit out of Thanos with the Stormbreaker. Thanos has no idea what the fuck it is. That's what happened at the end of Rocky 1. Apollo. Yeah, he had him beat, right? You saw that? Absolutely, his, yeah. He missed his chance to see the way that Rocky fights and he underestimated him and he just came out of nowhere and he was like, And he didn't know how to deal with that. And so Apollo's kind of going through his mind and thinking, you know, I need to fight this guy seriously now and really kind of test that. And so he's got a vendetta. And and it's not, you know, this crisis isn't going to be resolved for him until he demonstrates that he's truly the heavyweight champion still. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool because, you know, it, it gives Rocky a chance to actually become the heavyweight champ. At the end of the first movie, it's like it doesn't really matter, right? At that point, Rocky just doesn't care. The only thing he's concerned about is Adrian. And, you know, now he knows he's going to have enough money to take care of her and shit. But, you know, he was kind of done at that point. But, you know, it, it's interesting how this movie gives him... uh a chance to actually win that heavyweight championship. We got, we get to see him win it. And I think that's how it, 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 you know, really does what the sequel of this movie needed to do. Which is interesting because it kind of gives him and his family an even greater leg up than beforehand. You know, I mean, I mean, winning, I mean, yeah. in those types of fights, it's like you get a part of a piece of the purse one way or the other, whether you win or lose, you're walking away with at least a good little chunk of change, you know, but I mean, especially winning the world title on such a such a grand stage and everything against someone like Apollo Creed. I mean, not only does that win him respect once again, but it also, you know, it it, it also kind of gives his family a little bit of a financial injection. You know, I mean, it, it allows them to actually have a little bit of a quality of life. You know. Which, which, if you remember earlier in the movie, he was stubborn about that. He was just like, nah, I'm done fighting. You know, he, he retired for a little bit. Until, really, he has no other choice because he, he, he gives up the acting gig because, I mean, fuck that. I'm not going to be treated like that. He, he tries to get another type of job, but he's just doesn't have the, the uh, necessary qualifications and, and has, unfortunately, you know, his history... And, and so, you know, he's told, well, maybe you should try manual labor. Well, he does manual labor, and it's like, you know, you're just a cog in the machine, Yeah, man. E- even that doesn't work out for him, and he's working at a union job and everything, so... Yeah, and they, they get rid of him because, you know, he's just... he was It was because of seniority, and it sucks because mm-hmm. he just... He doesn't really want to have to go back to fighting, but he does... And I think also discovers, you know, the, the that hidden desire, you know 
that was dormant kind of reignite and then he just kind of wants to be around it and that's why he goes to work for the gym uh with mickey well it goes back to one of the central themes of rocky which is about the fighting spirit and you know how it actually drives people and everything i mean i mean just look at apollo creed himself he's an incredibly proud and spirited person you know he's constantly fucking on whenever it comes to his boxing career and everything you know I mean, in the end, it's fucking it's it's hate mail that gets him out of the woodworks to actually attack Rocky in the way that he does, mm -hmm. you know, because he is just that thirsty for everything, you know. But I mean, ultimately, that spirit, I mean, that e with Rocky, it even overrides his financial, you know, concerns and everything. It actually becomes his central drive is like he has pride as an athlete in the end. You know, he, yeah. he, he has, uh, you know, he doesn't want to be a fluke any more than, you know, Apollo wants to be seen as fixing the fight. And most importantly, Adrian tells him to win. And it's at that point that, you know, we finally see him get that full motivation. We get not one, two training montages. <laughs> and that is excellent. I love a good training montage, especially from a 70s or 80s movie like this. And especially when, you know, Rocky pretty much like started and perfected the training montage itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's classic. It is the definitive training montage uh, in, well, all of them. And, and, and then so far of the Rocky movies that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, but you haven't seen the later ones, right, Robert? I mean, like like Rocky three, Rocky four. Oh yeah, the Eye of the Tiger, dude. The Eye of the Tiger. Is <laughs> I haven't seen the Eye of the Tiger one yet, That's and I want to. Arguably, even more iconic than the first two movies. On in all honesty, part three. Part three, yeah. Coming uh, when, next. when he's uh, when he's uh, training with Apollo Creed to take on Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Yeah, Clubber Lang. Ooh, can't can't wait till we get to uh, number three. We get to talk about Mr. T. I pity the fool. Mr. I T. Pity the fool. He's like my man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Like he, I mean, he Mr. T, he injected a nice little bit of freshness into the series in that movie. Right. But I mean, yeah, here we are at the scene that we were talking about with the commercials. I mean, this does kind of get to the bottom line of, you know, athletics in this country is that in the end you're you're still a capitalist, you're still trying to make some money here, so yeah, you got to kind of play this game. But, I mean, Rocky's just incapable of playing the game. He's incapable of it. I mean, he's a fighter. He's not an actor. Right. right. No. Yeah. Yeah. He encounters that difficulty throughout the movie, you, you know, through the other jobs. It's like he's a fighter. That's what he's good at. Absolutely. You know? You know? Even, even working in a meat processing plant, which, by the way, not vegan. This is not a fucking vegan movie. The, the first movie was barely vegan. <laughs> This is not a vegan movie. But, yeah, I mean, and in a way, like, in both of these uh, commercials that he's uh, working with, it's, like, very demeaning towards him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this first one, he's basically reduced to just a fucking blithering caveman surrounded by, you know, uh, floozies, essentially, right? Interesting. Yeah. That they do that. Yeah, and, and even in this particular version, it's, it's like... They're giving a very stylized, you know, version of who he is right here. It's 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 very dumbed down and stylized, you know? And all of this just to just to sell aftershave, you know? It's it's very demeaning work for him. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I fought the world heavyweight champion. All right, I made it. I go, went the distance with him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's no this. small thing. Absolutely. No small thing at all. I mean, look at him right here. He has this makeup, I mean, looking like his nose is busted up and everything, and he has this really weird kind of Rocky Marciano-looking uh, haircut, right, Robert? Like a Superman haircut. It's like Clark Kent haircut. Essentially, yeah, it's a, it's a Superman Clark Kent haircut. It's almost a Scott Hall, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's practically a fucking Scott Hall. I, I, I'm almost expecting Kevin Nash to come out of nowhere. Right? Uh, oh, God. Go full on Wolfpack and everything. Yeah, but I mean, th yeah, this scene just really shows that, you know, he's he's he has his pride and he's not going to be taken advantage of by the machine, more or less, you know? And, and and honestly, it's respectable, you know? I, I, I do kind of respect him for that. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't lead to really strong, you know, financial incentives or anything. I mean, it doesn't help him out in the short term at the very least, but... Should have taken a few acting classes, right? He could have. Just he a few. He could have taken some acting classes and gotten back into the whole scheme, grand scheme of things with uh, advertising and whatnot. I mean, but, but you know, advertising, be, being good in advertising like that is a skill, you know, especially acting, you know. Mm. I mean, commercial actors, they have to, you know, they not only have to act and play a role, they have to sell the product. You know, I mean, he's just not really capable of doing either or, mm -mm. really. I mean, it just completely goes over his head. And, you know, of course, this fucking director, he's being a complete dickhead towards him. Mm -hmm. Such a fucking dick can't stand that guy but i wouldn't be surprised if there are commercial directors that are like that you know e even with the union uh actors and everything but you know there's a there's a purity to rocky i think that that really is juxtaposed with that you know in, in these interactions with these corporate figures yeah he's always been about you know purity of heart in a way you know i mean He's always been a guy that has other people's best interests in mind. Like, even when he was collecting on the docks for uh, yeah. Gazo, you know, which, by the way, is played by Joe Spinell once again, our, our man from Maniac. Right, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Gazo. What, what, what's your take on, uh, on uh, Joe Spinell in this movie? Oh, I think he's like a father figure to Rocky, really. He's, he is the closest thing that Rocky has to a father. I mean, hell, he shows up to pretty much uh, every match. Yeah. You know? He shows up to both matches. Shows up, out, to wedding, shows up out. to his wedding. Shows up to his wedding. He helped mm -hmm. him out with his training, gave him $500. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Gazo, it, it's like something that Ash pointed out is that there's really no characters here that are really like, at, at least not until... Later on, there's nobody here who's really fully on uh, antagonistic, at least not until Rocky Three. Characters when we get are very three-dimensional. They're very realistic. They just are, you know? Characters don't really kind of... They, they all fit along a spectrum that, uh, it, you know, is consistent with reality. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even Gazo himself, I mean, he's, he's a loan shark, you know? Yeah. It, it's like that's not necessarily honest work, you know? Well, it's, but he, he doesn't come across as this particularly bad or evil person. I mean, he's even very cordial and straightforward with Rocky most of the time, even when he's yeah. angry with him. Yeah, I noticed that. In the first movie, you know, when he's first introduced, you kind of feel like he's kind of an asshole, but then you kind of later think about it. It's like, no, he's just, he has a business and he's he's great to Rocky. 
yeah, you know, he, the rest he, of the movie gives him money for uh, whenever he makes his lucky break for, you know, and for taking uh, Adrian out on a date originally. Yeah. I mean, he really looks out for Rocky in a way, you know, like, like, like even, even tells uh, his homeboy that's insulting him and everything. It's like, Hey, Hey, calm the fuck down with this shit. You know? Yeah. And he doesn't show a whole lot in this movie, but he is there at the wedding. And he does actually offer Rocky a chance for his old job back. And Rocky just, just kind of passed that at this point. Oh, he's totally passed it. You know, he's just like, hey, man, I, I, that, that's going backwards for me. I'd rather look forward, you know. There you go. And, and, and he does. He just wants honest work. And that's what I that, that's really, you know, kind of uh, works for his benefit as a protagonist in this film is that, you know, he's like I said, there's a, this purity to him and. There's this, you know, he just wants to work in a way that's honest, that he can support himself and Adrian and his his child that's coming. Yeah, I mean, he, there's real respectability there. You know, he, he wants to have respectability above everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and he doesn't actually, you know, even, even go back to it and, until Apollo threatens him, you know, and comes out and, and, and challenges his self-respect. Yeah, and even Apollo, even though he's being antagonistic, I don't view him as the antagonist here. No. I mean, he's being driven by outside forces in his own right. You know, all that hate mail that he's getting. Right, Robert? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what would you do if you had that type of hate mail and you were like the, the, the world champion? And it's like people were just, you know, calling you names for over this shit. Yeah, honestly, people would want to see a rematch more than anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the rematch was essential, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we knew that we were going to get it even like at the end of the first movie. They say ain't no rematch, you know, there ain't going to be a rematch. I don't want one, you know, and it and I almost felt like, you know, when I when I heard that this movie, you know, there is there is a rematch, you know, it's kind of like, well, that kind of subverts the message at the end of the movie. But then when you really think about it, it's like, no, it makes sense that they would want to do a rematch and and it even works in the script, you know, it's yeah. like they, they acknowledge it. They, you know, hey, I thought you didn't want a rematch, but, you know. This is later. This is after uh, Apollo has had time to sit and ruminate on his contested win. This guy just don't want to win, you know. He wants to bury you. He wants to humiliate you. He wants to prove to the whole world that it was nothing but some kind of a, a freak the first time out. Rocky, his whole life was a million to one shot, but he's about to show the world he's one in a million. Why don't you stand up and fight this guy hard like you've done before? That was beautiful. Rocky II, the story continues. I was wondering if uh, you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. I do. Thanks. The love continues. You're the best thing ever come that crazy life. The courage. The doctor said you shouldn't fight anymore. You recommended I don't fight, and I recommend that I do. The challenge. I want all of America, I want the whole world to see me destroy this man after two short rounds. Rocky, Rocky do you think you have a chance this time against Apollo? I don't know. He looks pretty mad. The hope. I never asked you to stop being a woman, you know. Please, don't ask me to stop being a man. The tears. He's gonna get hurt because of you. Well, he 
Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, and Burgess Meredith. Rocky II. The story continues. Yeah, I mean, and it's really digging at him so bad. I mean, his wife is just like, let it go. But, but I mean, when, when he says that, he throws all the letters up there. He's like, you don't get it, you know? It's like he has his pride as a fighter, as an athlete, and as, you know, just a man there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can fully understand his motivations there. I mean, I'd argue he has more of a character arc in this movie than Rocky does, because Rocky's a fairly static character who just goes through a journey, but he, he doesn't change much throughout this movie. I mean, it, a lot of his growth happened, you know, between the first movie and this one. Yeah. Uh, or throughout the first movie. This movie, he's fairly static, and, and so they actually put, you know, most of the personal character arc on Apollo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it goes through, you know, what it's like to, you know, be on top and, you know, have everybody just kind of clawing at you for shit, you know, especially like the media. You know, and boxing media is known for being pretty, like, what's the word, you know, in your face, yeah. you know, a, a, about the sport and everything. ESPN, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you watch ESPN and everything, I mean, yeah, boxing journalism is pretty much its own flavor of sports journalism in many ways. So, I mean, having to deal with that shit and then all the other fans and, you know, boxing fans, you know, who have always kind of had a little bit of a toxicity to them, always, you know. Like, I mean, I can understand why he would want to dump back in the ring even after saying, no, ain't no going to be no rematch. Ain't I can understand be, it. Ain't going to be no rematch. Ain't going to be no rematch. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of, let's go ahead and spend the last uh, half of this episode talking about the fight itself. I mean, yeah. in many ways, the like we've said, the fight itself is kind of incidental to the actual character study that's going on here of everybody involved. But in the end, the fight is the, it's the motivating factor here. It's what brings everybody back together. And ultimately, I think that it's definitely a more aggressive fight than the first one, because, you know, I mean, now, now that there's been one, at least one fight, you know, I mean, Apollo now has at least an idea of what, you know, Rocky is about. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit, you know. Apollo is much more of a threat because he's prepared. And so actually Rocky throughout the film had to learn how to fight right-handed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and, like Robert, like talk about the Southpaw and like, like the difference between the two stances. Like, I mean, what, like, like how difficult would it be to change from Southpaw to regular style? Oh, to do the switch. Uh, people are doing it nowadays more than anything. Going back to classic, switching it up, you know. That's how you fool your opponent, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got to keep them on their toes and everything. I am not left-handed. Yeah, I am (laughs) not left-handed, but then, you know, then go switch back to the southpaw and, you know, start fighting them from that angle and everything. Pretty much unorthodox boxer, you know. Yeah, very unorthodox. I I like how he pulls that as kind of a... And it's kind of a, a power up, you know, like it's like the, that's the in fact, he actually for the majority of the fight gets beaten up by Apollo. It's pretty one sided for most of it. But then at the very end, he 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 switches back into his natural stance to Southpaw. And it's just like like it's like him going like Super Saiyan. He's getting the transformation and, yeah. and defeating the the adversary, just knocking him out. So it's it's uncontested. Absolutely, and but it's a double knockout as well. I mean, they they take each other to the limit. Here. Yeah, and there's that moment where they're they're crawling on the ground and they're trying to get up. It's it's so good, you know. You just you feel this like tension, and you're like, oh fuck. And the announcer even says that like if they're both knocked out, Apollo wins by default. So you know the stakes are really high here, and, and Rocky's just trying his best just to get back up so the match can continue. And then he he starts to manage to, and Apollo falls, and then the the reprisal of that theme from the end of the movie comes back you know i think it's rearranged here but it, it's just so good you know <laughs> it really is it's like that final moment where they're both just clamoring to get up and back up on the ropes and everything they're doing their damnedest to get back on their feet it makes me feel like an anime actually i, I you know what i mean like incidentally there is a uh, popular boxing anime in japan i forget what the name of it is yeah. but it's a boxing joe or something like that it's it's something like that yeah i but, think i know what you're talking about yeah but, but yeah no it almost made me want to see like a like a rocky anime like <laughs> just exaggerate <laughs> that, everything and, that would be fucking awesome honestly. And, uh, like he switches to south pod he gets just like a fucking aura I know, right? Yeah, it, it and it has like a little like introduction of like Southpaw style, you know, like uh, with with a lo- logo and everything. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that that's really hype. I mean that just shows how hype the fighting is in this movie, and you know it it's very much presented uh, kind of similar to the way that the first fight is. But of, of course, the stakes are higher, and because the stakes are higher, it's like we get like just a more brutal and vicious fight. Here, right, Robert? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, Creed's combos are faster, and uh, I think Rocky's eyes damaged from the first fight. Yeah, so so yeah. Rocky is already at a disadvantage going into yeah. this fight. He's yeah. he's injured from the previous fight, like could potentially end his career if he's hit the wrong way. Yeah, that's why he was a little iffy of jumping back in the ring. Yeah, but he did it, and he did it well. Mm. You know. I mean, just just the overall strategy of you know going with a different stance and everything. I mean, it 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 just really shows you know for one you know how much strategy goes into this type of fighting. I mean, well that and just how much growth he's had as a fighter, how much endurance. Because in the first movie he goes the distance with Apollo. The second movie he practically goes the distance with Apollo in his alternate stance and then knocks him out. Absolutely. He knocks him the fuck out. I mean, and I'm, and it's, it's something that's so uh, like 
kind of unexpected in a way. Yeah. But I, I, I real I remember thinking like, no, he has to knock him out. Like I, I remember watching the fight and I'm thinking the only way that they can make this work is it it has to be uncontested on Rocky's end in order to to fully, you know, grow and, and to be the triumph that it needs to be. Well, well, let's face it, if you really want to get into like how boxing is actually scored and everything, Apollo probably would have won the match had he not been knocked out. I yeah. think so because it was very one-sided. Because of the punches alone. Yeah, yeah. just 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 on based on punches alone and everything. And like the rounds. It, it probably would have even been a unanimous decision. I thought about that actually because yeah, and it's like Apollo almost accomplished what he intended to accomplish—an uncontested win. But that was because Rocky was standing right-handed, not in his natural stance, mind you. But still, I mean, he almost had it. But then you know. Rocky was able to at least go the distance with him and then just knock him out. I mean, there were, I remember thinking at that moment, it's completely uh, one-sided now. And, and it's like the only way he wins here is if he knocks him out and he's got to win this time. So I was like, he's going to go for the knockout. And uh, I just thought it was incredible that the way that it happened. <laughs> yeah. Especially since I, I think that beforehand, before the fight goes down, I think that we do hear what the uh, bookies were saying about it. They, they, they had Rocky at like what? 50 to one odds or something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not very good odds, honestly, but I mean, anybody who fucking vote, uh, bet on Rocky, I mean, they, they had a hell of a payout, right? I mean, that is a hell of a payout, you know, 50 to one odds. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and it actually goes in your favor. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I, 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 I like how we got the win. I just, I felt like the stakes were higher in the first movie because I mean, he was the underdog. He had never, you know, gone to this length of his career. He was beating the world champion possibly, you know? And so in this movie, it's like, we, we knew he was capable of it already. So the stakes do feel a little bit lower, but the triumph is higher. We actually see him fully rise. Well, like you said, the stakes is higher for Creed than it is for Rocky. Ultimately. This is true. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's Creed's fight to lose. I mean, in, in all in all honesty, an undefeated champion. Yeah. Yeah. It was his fight to lose and he lost it hard. It's a hard fought loss. But I mean, it, it's still a really hype match, man. I mean, especially when you have all this pathos going on beforehand and everything like and, and then you have like the drama with, you know, Adrian and her coma and everything, which is right in the middle of training for the fight. Damn, all this last-minute training, right? Yeah, it, it's literally last-minute training. Like, totally. And it, um, and also Mickey, I mean, bless his heart, Burgess Meredith. I mean, we watched this on Burgess Meredith's uh, birthday and everything. We watched Rocky yeah, too. It, it did turn out that way. It was actually kind of cool. It really was. It was a great way to honor the memory of the legend himself, you know, yeah. the Penguin and Mickey himself. Well, and, it, and I like how we actually get the side to their relationship, especially right here where we've got where, you know, Rocky comes to him and, and wants to get back into fighting because he feels like he has no other choice now. And, you know, Mickey is genuinely for Rocky's sake refusing that. You know, he doesn't want him to 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 have to go th through that because his career is over. If he fights again, he'll destroy his body. But then when the journey becomes more interpersonal, when it's about his pride at stake, that's when Mickey jumps back in and says, no, you got to fight him. No, yeah, exactly. You're just like, nah, nah, you can't let this motherfucker get away with this shit. Because, you know, it, again, it, it demonstrates something that's very important. Rocky's safety was worth prioritizing when those were the only stakes here. But when it became a matter of his pride, 
when his pride was challenged, that's when shit had to go down, you know? And ultimately, Mickey's pride is tied into Rocky's pride, you know, because he's the head trainer and everything. So the, the way that he trains him, I mean, specifically for the strategy of switching to Southpaw eventually, I mean, it's like that. that's another element of that. You know, it's like that's, you know, Mickey's unique contribution to that particular match and to Rocky winning the title. Southpaw stand. Southpaw stand. <laughs> Southpaw. Yeah, all JoJo style, right? <laughs> Can you imagine if this was done in the style of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Oh, fuck yes. That would be amazing, right? Rocky JoJo style? Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. The thing is with the, was it uh, Rocky 3, there's two Southpaws. Exactly. Yeah. Clever Lane's a Southpaw, too. Oh, so, yeah, Southpaw versus Southpaw. Southpaw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, two natural Southpaws fighting each other. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. We gotta watch it too. Wait, yeah. I have a question. Actually, um, is Stallone actually a Southpaw himself? Naturally, I'm not yeah. really sure. I don't know. Do you know. I'm not really sure, but he based all the movies off of Rocky Marciano. Yeah, who himself was Southpaw, right? Yeah, classic Southpaw. Right yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually left-handed or, or fights left-handed, but... <laughs> I'm not sure either. It, it's never really... Uh, it is, we would never really find out, honestly. That, that, would, that, would, that would be cool to know, though. But, yeah, no, I, I think... Uh, I, I like how he goes from that angle, you know, is that, you know, that's what kind of made him a, an underdog more than anything, is just that he was a southpaw. It was kind of a luck thing, you know? It was just like he never got his opportunity because people wanted to stay away from him. Yeah, nobody wants to fight a southpaw. And then got his chance because of it, too. And it's kind of like, it's very ironic in a sense. And that really comes full circle here that Apollo chooses him because of that. And and Apollo chooses him and he he becomes Apollo's downfall. I mean, like I said, it comes full circle in this movie. It does. Absolutely. I mean, just reverting back to that southpaw and that trips up Apollo in the very last round. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it's actually, it's really beautiful, and I, and I appreciate that, uh, you know, the, the writing at least is consistent here. I mean, obviously, we've, Stallone wrote both movies, and he directed this, so this is even more, you know, yeah, to his vision. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about his directing. I mean, I think that there's actually some shots in this movie that are well done, you know, like, especially when we're, like, in the church, you know, after Adrian is in the uh, coma and everything. Like, and, and also just the way that the fight is is not only choreographed, but how the cinematography is used there. It, I mean, it's, it's like this is the first instance where we get the uh, slow motion after getting hit, right? Yeah. Oh, the, the freeze frame. The, the freeze frame and everything? Yeah. I appreciate how both movies also build up to it. They're, they're slow burners, and it's like the movie kind of just moves at, at a much slower pace until the very end, and then we see the big fight and the stakes are higher. It's like, but in both movies. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, Robert. I mean, what are your takes on the on the final fight, man? I mean, what what do you think Rocky could have done differently? Like, what do you think? Like, how would you have approached that? No, he did it perfectly, dude. Shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's perfect. Him and Mickey. I mean, it's just a perfect collaboration, right? Yeah. Right at the end, switched to South. He told him to switch because you know he was getting gassed fighting right-handed. You know. He was. Yeah, he was yeah. getting absolutely gassed. So. Yo, Adrian, I did it. I did it! I Adrian! Did it. Hey. Adrian! Hey, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Hey. Hey. All right, guys, I guess that we can go ahead and start getting into final thoughts. 
we're going to go ahead and start with Robert. What are your final thoughts on Rocky two? Um, you know, it's one of the most electrifying rematches in sports entertainment that will, we will ever see. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what are your takes on, uh, you know, just alone I mean, on, on, on Talia Shire on, on the acting and on everything. It's a like, good part too. the same way Terminator judgment day is good. You know, like, yeah, it, it, it is a sequel that does seem to kind of improve on the first movie in a few ways, mm -hmm. you know, while still kind of maintaining what made the first one so interesting, which, of course, is the, uh, you know, the characters and how they interact and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the fight is awesome, of course, you know, all the way. Sucks we only get uh, one fight, though, you know. I know, right? Like, I mean, we get a recap from the original, but... It just builds up to it, you know? Yeah, like the Creed movies, we see like three or four fights, you know? Oh, that's cool. I, I'd like uh, to watch the Creed movies. I mean, Creed 3 is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Creed 3 will be interesting because, I mean, we're not going to have Sylvester Stallone as Rocky in that one, unfortunately. Nope. But So we'll, we'll actually be covering that one uh, this, uh, th this season. We should be, yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's a good idea to go ahead and go see it and uh, do an episode on it. Right, Robert? Oh, yeah. Definitely. We're definitely going to see That'll help, it. especially if we're doing, you know, the, the Rocky franchise from here on. So, you know, next season we can do Rocky 3 and then Rocky 4 and so on. And then when we're done with all of them, we can get into Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> Fucking Rambo, bro. First blood. <laughs> well, right on. Well, Ash, what are your final thoughts on Rocky 2? Um, you know, I, I, I think I do prefer the first movie just a little bit more. I think the first movie has a little bit more heart. But I, I think as far as sequels go... This one is just, uh, it honestly is the best it could possibly be. It, it takes the characters, I think, where they logically should go. And uh, I, I do enjoy, actually, one, one thing they do, and particularly better, is the uh, continued relationship of Rocky and Adrian. Obviously, we get, you know, more in-depth, and they've made more progress with each other. And so, you know, as a love story, I think, succeeds and triumphs over the first one. But as a movie overall, uh, I think it definitely... It's consistent and very faithful to the essence of the original, so they're a good pair. Absolutely. They definitely are. As far as my final thoughts, I really do believe that this is a better love story than it is a better box than it is a boxing movie. You know what I mean? I mean, in the end, in many ways, I kind of feel in the Rocky series, even though boxing is kind of at the forefront, it's also kind of not. It's very much about the, the character study of these, you know, people who have grown up in the same neighborhood. They've, you know, they've come together. Like Adrian is uh, is his wife and everything. Like he, she was a uh, friend of his, of his friend and everything growing up. And you know, it's. I mean, I would say that the first movie is a better boxing movie than it is a love story. Even though the love story there is very sweet. I mean, we see how Adrian and him kind of, you know come to that connection and everything. Yeah, it's just a little uncomfortable getting there, at least for me. V very much so. But it, it, it really shines here. It absolutely shines here. The, the fight, I do feel it's paced about the same way, but, I mean, it, maybe it does kind of drag a little bit in the middle. Just yeah, slightly. Rocky just kind of gets beaten up the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah he's just, he's just, it's very one-sided, so it's just like, well... You know, it takes a second to get to those final rounds when we know that shit's about to go actually go down and everything. But I love the characters. I mean, Talia Shire and Sylvester Stallone, their chemistry together 
pretty much carries this movie in so many ways, along with Burgess Meredith and the Stallone's uh, chemistry. So, I mean, just just those three characters alone and maybe Polly are, you know, those are enough to, they're, they're enough to, you know, make this movie worthwhile. And, but like we said, the the breakout character here, the most important character is Apollo Creed. He is the one with the most to lose here. I mean, he's he's fighting purely out of hurt pride. And it's very much more about his character arc than anything. But I mean, it, it leads to a fight that, you know, still has some iconic moments. The movie itself has some iconic moments as well. Stallone's directing as like I feel it is very well paced, you know. I mean, it's not as cinematically sound as a Vildsen's was. I I think that a Vildsen had a better idea of you know how of, you know framing certain scenes and you know and how the cinematography should actually look. But at least for a uh, first time directing uh, approach here, it's it's pretty spot on. Yeah, you know? and I I do like it. And, and of course, all the characters here—I mean—they're still very likable. They're—they're—I mean, especially you know, I still think that Adrian and Rocky—they're like one of the most adorable couples in all of cinema. For sure. So fucking adorable, so wholesome. Yes. <laughs> like there, there's very little that is you know, that's skeevy about how Rocky really. Yeah, it was—he was a little pushy about it, but it was—he was very, very pure-hearted. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're they're and and they're even better in this movie. I feel they they are they are way better, especially you know with Talia Shire with with Adrian being pregnant and everything, and they're married and it's it, it's a great dynamic, you know. So yeah, I think that it's a it's an excellent con- continuation of the story. It's an excellent part two for Rocky, and. I think that, you know, it's definitely an essential part of this franchise. Very essential movie. But anyway, now that we are all the way through Rocky 2, let's go ahead and start getting into some plugs. Ash, what's going on with Collateral Gaming? Well, this month we are talking about Stray. A little bit late on it, but uh, we should have that out as soon as possible. That way we can cover uh, our uh, part one of our God of War Ragnarok episode uh, part one will be a game launch edition, spoiler free, first impressions type review. Whereas part two is going to be our holiday special. And that's where we're going to get into full spoiler territory. And it gives us a good month to really just dig into everything that game has to offer. And man, it is so fucking good. But we're covering <laughs> two uh, game award nominees this month. So that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And uh, aren't we going to be doing a uh, retro gaming review soon, sooner or later? At some point. At yeah. some point. Yeah. I mean, I think that we are going to be doing a uh, arc at the arcade edition on fighting games, right? That'll be once we do once we get into the uh, the anniversary. Right on. Month, I right think on. in uh, January. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll be getting into that soon. Um, for the holidays, we are, uh, or I guess for the holiday month, I should say, uh, we're, we're doing a, a Link Between Worlds, part one and part two. And uh, I'm going to kind of make December a Zelda month from here on. 
December is Zelda month. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But the uh, the holiday special is God of War Ragnarok Part 2. Part 1 is coming out this month along with Stray. And uh, you can also check us out on Patreon. We don't currently... We aren't cur- actively making... Uh, video game commentaries at the moment because I don't have the hardware to do it, but we do have plenty of them out. So you can watch that, and uh, as soon as I can finish up some of those series and add some more, uh, I'll be on to it. But uh, yeah, and check out Collateral Cinema's Patreon as well. We have $1 and $5 tiers, right, Bo? Yes, and we just released a brand spanking new commentary on the legendary 1980s Jean-Claude Van Damme action uh, martial arts epic Bloodsport. Man, the motherfucking Kumite. The Kumite. The Kumite that Robert missed. I missed. God damn it, Robert. There'll be another one, though. There'll be another another one. one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, yeah, we can have fun with it. There are so many more. uh, There are Bloodsport sequels we can do, and there are uh, other movies that are basically the same thing as Bloodsport that we can do, right? All we need to do is just Kickboxer. It's the same fucking movie. Kickboxer, Cyborg. (laughs) Or The the Quest. Let's watch Cyborg. It's a Cyborg, definitely. There we go. (laughs) Or how about uh, Hard Target? Yeah, watch them all. Watch them all, dude. Robert, what is the rundown on what what is the status of Texas Sundown? I don't know. We squashed it. We squashed it. What? Oh, come on now, Robert. Nah, we can finish it, man. We'll we'll yeah. finish it. Move on, on to the now. next thing. Let's just get through the winter. Right? Yeah, get through the winter and then we'll see what's up. I I, I feel you. So I'll quit my job and then we'll start filming. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Sounds good, man. It's the only way it's gonna get done. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> right? Damn, bro. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's time to set up a Patreon for that. Be great. Yeah, start getting some money in on that. Or, or get <clears throat> on me or something like that. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon, yeah, there we go. You get that on Patreon. Yeah. What's coming up next on Collateral Cinema? I think we're doing uh, The Goonies, right? We are doing The Goonies, and we are going to, for the third year in a row, have Lydia, Naomi, and Jen from the Shocked and Applaud podcast on the show. Awesome. Last year, they were on our Bolero I don't even want to call it an episode. I want to call it an incident because that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> I, I just want to call it the Bolero incident. Y- yeah, I felt kind of bad that, that we had to drag them through that. Yeah, we kind of put them through the ringer with that and movie. And then we're, we're, we're putting Captain Nostalgia from Victims and Villains through the ringer this season. Oh, definitely. <laughs> our Halloween, our Halloween, our holiday episode is going to be fucking Kirk Cameron save, cr- saving Christmas. And it's going to be just brilliant. So, Josh, if you're listening, uh, we're we're sorry in advance. We're sorry, bro. <laughs> We're sorry, man. I mean. But yeah, it's going to be awesome to work with Shocked and Applaud again. I mean, we also did Mulholland Drive, right? Mulholland Drive. Yeah, we did Mulholland Drive and the Bolero incident. And, you know, this year, yeah, we're doing the Goonies. It's like we already did the Monster Squad. You know, that's another kids team up movie. And this one is a, kind of the progenitor of that whole thing. You know, one of the progenitors anyways. And it's it's a fun '80s movie. It's it's got all kinds of iconic characters and scenes in it, and I can't wait. It's actually my pick because it's a movie that I grew up with. Uh, despite being born in '95, uh, I've watched <laughs> The Goonies again and again and again. It's actually been a while, but I watched it so many times as a kid. Uh, you know who my favorite character was? What's that? Data. Data, really? Because I just loved spy shit at the time. I was yeah. into it. The Fucking James, a, dude. The James Hell Bond yeah. thing he did. Yeah, that was yeah awesome. he, was, he was awesome. Hell yeah, yeah, no, in uh, English class, I would I would only exclusively write about like spy stories when for creative writing. 
<laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, when, when I was a kid, I was really deep into mysteries. Like I would watch, I would read like uh, Alfred Hitchcock magazine and Ellery Queen magazine, and watch like Alfred Hitchcock presents and Unsolved Mysteries and shit. There you go. It's yeah. like, and also you know, like Murder She Wrote, you know, Recipes Angela Lansbury. But yeah, man, it's like that. The good, good times, man. Good memories there. But yeah, I mean, the Goonies is gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. And yeah, once again, become a patron on Patreon, please. We need some money coming into the podcast. We will have merchandise coming out very soon. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're going to get our hand into maybe doing some stickers and some uh, some T-shirts. So, I mean, those are probably going to become Patreon uh, exclusive things as well. We might uh, give some stickers to like $1 tiers or whatever, something like that, maybe. Yeah, you know. that sounds like fun. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. Maybe even do a giveaway. What do you think, Robert? Like maybe Pokemon let's... cards. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon cards. Yeah, dude, we can do That's a giveaway right. with some Pokemon been... cards. We'll give away booster packs let's, to whoever. Let's give away, give away a couple of booster packs and maybe find like uh, the first movie on DVD and give that away. Pokemon. Pokemon. Gotta I'll catch him all. all. Catch all. You teach me and I'll teach you. Slip. Pokemon. Hey, hell yeah. Ah. All the new packs are like evolving sky packs yeah uh, right not really worth anything so know. robert when are we going to start getting some unboxing videos on youtube that'd be awesome i mean i just want to get a stack of them i want to get the, the elite trainer boxes and just F go through all fuck of them. yeah dude or better yet when is the uh, pokemon card uh, podcast coming out what is collateral poke cards i don't know man that's pretty much more than bitcoin and gold right now so practically, wow. practically so yeah. a lot of the first generation stuff we grew up with in like 99 that stuff's going for shit loads of money oh it is man it's ridiculous psa That's 10s and nine grades man oh my god oh, oh my god man yeah. hell you should see how how video games are being priced now it's fucking oh. ridiculous dude. Oh, yeah. certain movies now like v they're doing it to vhs now Ugh. yeah but anyway, uh, you can find Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming on on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Chill Lover Radio. Uh, also, you know, find us on Good Pods, uh, on Good Pods, and on Podchaser, especially on Good Pods. Uh, follow us there. Uh, check out all of our episodes and uh, give us five-star reviews there and also five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts and everything. That'll help us, uh, you know, go up the ranks on uh, the ranks on like Chartable, on uh, Good Pods and whatnot. So, yeah, definitely give us five-star reviews. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if that still exists. I think it does. I mean, it's still there. <laughs> old, old Musky Boy hasn't completely fucked it up, I no, think. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to collapse. Uh, no. I don't think that was the issue. I think there's enough employees to run it. I don't think there's enough employees for quality control. No. And, and so I think that more than likely what's going to happen is it's just going to turn to shit very quickly. Oh, it's going to be absolute shit. It already is a shit show. And honestly, I'm kind of there for it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm, I'm fucking there for it. It's so much fun watching this, watching this idiot fuck this shit up so badly. <sighs> oh, my God. It's so fucking great. Elon, if you're listening, fuck you. Fuck you, Elon. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck Tesla. Fuck Spacelink or SpaceX or Starlink or whatever the <laughs> fuck that shit is. Fuck you, Elon. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man, he's going to find or fucking find our podcast, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's going he's gonna to find us. I, I have a feeling he will. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, 
Anyway, with all of that said, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. I'm Ashley, the Italian Stallion Chancellor. <laughs> e Paisan! Sorry, I took it from you, Robert. Mm. You didn't take it. Oh, God damn it. I, I harried your MJ. Oh, you rustled his jimmies. God damn it. <laughs> and this was apparently Collateral Cinema. I th- kind of think so. Maybe not. Uh, fuck SCOTUS, Slav Ukraini, and yeah, fuck Donald Trump while we're at it. And North Korea. And North Korea, yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Out. Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.